Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for FCA here in Idaho. And on our program today is Coach Ryan Orton. Ryan, it's great to have you on Heart of the Athlete today. Kenny, thanks for having me, man. Greetings from uh, the 49th state. That's right. Well, folks, uh, Coach Orton actually is assistant coach up there at University of Alaska, Anchorage in Anchorage, Alaska, and uh, he's got a lot of connections in Idaho. And so, Ryan, how are, how are things in, in Anchorage these days? You know, it's, it's, things are good. Um, I mean, much like the rest of the country and the world, um, you know, we're just we're trying to take it day to day with this pandemic and, and stay upbeat, stay positive, um, you know, be an encourager to others right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, things are good. Um, a lot of snow this time of year, but we are gaining daylight. So that's good. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, I actually spent five summers up in Alaska, up in Bethel and, uh, working in the salmon industry. And, uh, of course that was June through August. <laughs> so that was a lot different than I never got to experience, uh, uh, any falls or winters up there, but, uh, there were some, some cold summers <laughs> when I was up there, but, uh, well, Ryan, it's uh it's great to have you on the show and and folks, Ryan is man, Ryan, you've coached you've coached a, a lot of years. How many years have you been coaching now? Coaching basketball. Yeah, this is my this is my 22nd year um at the at the college level. Wow, and then you've been you've coached at um I know you you started off at uh was it Eastern Eastern Washington, you coached uh um over in Oregon at Lane Community College for a while. Um, you were at NNU, you coached there for a few years as an assistant, Montana state. Uh, and then you, then you ended up at, at Alaska Anchorage as an assistant up there. And then, um, five years as a head coach in, in Wyoming after that. Um, and then now you're back at Anchorage and, uh, man, that's been quite a journey. Some great Northwest, uh, locations though. Hasn't it been? You know, it's, it's been awesome. I think every, every coaching post that, um, that I've been fortunate enough, um, you know, to take advantage of those different opportunities has really allowed me to grow a lot personally and professionally. Um, you know, I do joke with people sometimes about my, my, my latest stops, you know, Alaska down to Wyoming, back to Alaska, that I'm kind of scratching my head like, God, you're taking me from the second least populated state to the least populated state back to the second least populated state. So, <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm one of those followers of you that it doesn't need to be in a high density area. You know, you don't want to see all my goof ups and everything. So, um, but no, it's, it's, it's been great. It's, um, I feel like, you know, one thing I've learned through, through those different stops in my career is the importance of just prayerfully considering things, um, you know, before making decisions, you know, sleeping on things, at least for me. And, and early in my career, you know, it was, try to climb the ladder as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in the last, at least the last half of my coaching career, if not more than that, it's just been, it's been great to see how my daily walk with the Lord um, has really, has, you know, in season or out of season, 
it's really been just awesome. You know, as you reflect back on it, sometimes we get so busy that we're just in the moment, but it's been awesome. Just, just as, as people bring up, you know, you've been here, you've been there, the, you know, there's just these fond memories that come back. And I know that God's hand was over that the entire time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Well, um, I know our paths first crossed, I believe when you were an assistant at, uh, Northwest Nazarene over in Nampa. And that's when I came on staff, I think in 05, uh, with FCA. And uh, I know that's when we first got to know each other. And, um, and then you've been, you've been coming back as our head clinician at FCA camp for quite a few years now. I know when you were at Wyoming and, and also, also in Anchorage and, and the last couple of years as well. Um, how many years has it been that you've been at FCA camp and, and coached uh, the boys basketball uh, uh, section of our camp? Yeah, so um, I want to say it's been at least six, you know, because I, I have my shirts. So, you know, I can keep track of years through, <laughs> through my coach's shirts, my staff shirts. Um, so it started my first stint when I was up in Anchorage um, is when I started coming down. Um, so that would have been like 2010, 2011. And then I went, and that was in the Pacific Northwest, in your, in the region. And then I went over to Wyoming and got to know, I think, I think you know Ernie Mecca, the state director of Wyoming. Yep. Or he was at the time. Um, and, um, you know, then it kind of became one of those things where I came back a couple years to Nampa and Ernie was kind of like, hey man, you're in our region now, you know, you need to come up to Black Hill State, you know? Right. So, uh, um, so I did do a year there. And then, as fate would have it, or not fate, but God's hand, I guess, more than anything, um, directing my path back up to Anchorage, um, I had the opportunity to, to, once again, start coming back down to, to the Pacific Northwest camp. And I'll tell you what, it's one, of the, it's one of the weeks that I look forward to the most out of the year. Well, and it's sure been uh, great having you working with those other assistant boys basketball coaches and pouring into those all those uh, junior high and high school um, guys that are um, that love basketball, and um, you get to not only help them with that, but you more importantly, you get to show them Jesus and how they can do that through playing the sport of basketball. And uh, it's it's been great to to have you a part of it. Any anything stand out to you about FCA camp? Because I know we're we're, uh, we're looking at, at having a camp again this summer. That last week of June, that June twenty eighth through July second. Uh, what stands out to you if you if you were talking to uh, some parents or or some young basketball players about going to FCA camp or even some college athletes that want it, that go and serve as huddle leaders as small group leaders at camp? What would you uh, what would you communicate to them? Well, I would say that if if you have the opportunity, um, you know, as a camper from a financial means to be able to do it, or as um, an a-, a college athlete to serve, I mean. I don't. I don't say this lightly when I say it, it's a. It really is an impactful. Can be an impactful, life-changing week um, for a lot of people. I mean, I, I've experienced it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand. Um, the the level of the level of coaches from clinicians to the other coaches to the huddle leaders, um, the quality of coaching that the, that the kids get from a sports standpoint is is off the charts. I mean, the fact that you guys are able to attract the coaches that you do is unbelievable. So I would, I would really sell the parents and the, and the, the campers, potential campers on that, the level of coaching. And then 
more importantly, is just the the opportunity to just for those that are already a believer to really grow their faith, and for those who may not have given their life to Christ, it's an opportunity really to see that being a follower of Christ doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy and peachy and this, that, and the other. Because you're, you, but that, but you're going to be loved at all times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one thing I take away every year is that I know that on my own, and even with my daily walk with God, that I am an imperfect and flawed individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but God doesn't stop loving me because mm-hmm. of that. And I mean, I think, and I think those are the points that I would hit on both with coaches, or excuse me, um, parents, campers, and then college athletes, a chance for them to really be around other believers that they may or may not have the opportunity on their respective campuses. So it's a home run in my, in, in my boat. Well, yeah. And, and, and as you're describing there, that there, it, it reminds me of getting, people started in that discipleship process, you know, if they're not already. And, uh, well, that's great. And I, and by, on behalf of FCA, we just want to, again, say thank you for all the years you've been a part of this important to not only the coaches, but those, those basketball players. So, well, Ryan, um, you played collegiately at Eastern Oregon and also had a, looks like a year at Northwest Christian university, uh, playing basketball at those two schools. And, uh, let's go back a little bit and tell us a little bit how, where, where you grew up, how you got involved in sports and how you ended up, you know, focusing in on, on, and honing in on basketball and how that's, it's been a part of your, it's, it's your life and your career. Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up in a small town in Oregon, a one stoplight town, um, that, Three weeks into getting my license, I ran the only stoplight in town. So, and that was before text messaging and everything. So, um, not sure what I was doing there. Um, just luckily, there was no accident. But uh, yeah, small town in the western uh, part of Oregon. Um, you know, a big family. Uh, I got four siblings, um, so we had a big house, big family, um, and uh, you know, basketball has just always been. It's one of those sports. I, I'm like a lot of probably kids at a small high school that you're encouraged to try different things. Um, there wasn't the specialization of sports back when I was in school mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, played fall sports, football, cross country, basketball in the winter, golf in the spring. I was never coordinated enough to catch up with the moving ball and baseball. So I stuck <laughs> to the stationary one. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, my dad was a high school teacher and coach and so a lot of my upbringing, you know, my parents were on a, a single family income. My mom was a stay-at-home mom with five kids, me being the oldest. And so, you know, growing up, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of extras. So, you know, my idea of being babysat was my mom dropping me off at my dad's practices when I was little. So, I mean, I, my fondest memories are growing up in a gym. And so, um, you know, fast forward. I was one of those lucky individuals to be able to play after high school. Um, I, I played at the NAI level. I started at Northwest Christian, like you alluded to, right there close to home. Um, Coach Dave Lip, who I stay in touch with still to this day, um, gave me an opportunity. It was awesome. It was great um, to be able to go to a school where I had not given my, my life to Christ at that point in time. I was raised Catholic and didn't quite know what it meant to have a daily walk and to surrender yourself to Christ. So 
Northwest Christian going there really opened my eyes in terms of what it meant um, to be a Christian and um, was awesome. Um, you know, ended up becoming a believer at school. And wow. um, the, the wild thing about this whole thing, Kenny, is that I became a Christ follower at Northwest Christian and then left Northwest Christian. <laughs> um, it was, it was a, it was an educational decision, believe it or not. Um, there was a ballot measure in Oregon that didn't pass ballot measure five. And so the school of education at the university of Oregon closed its doors. And one of the things that appealed to me about going to Northwest Christian was that we could get a combination degree with anything that the University of Oregon offered. We were right at, Northwest Christian is located right across the street. Gotcha. Um, and so I was major in education, thought I was going to follow my dad's footsteps, you know, be a high school teacher and coach, and the School of Education closed, and I was kind of at a crossroads. So that's really the first time in my life at 20 years old or so that I really prayed to what, in my mind, was, my partner at that point in time, which was Jesus, to ask really for his direction. And he led me to Eastern Oregon in LaGrande. I, I had gone to a Northwest basketball camp that's got a uh, uh, um, Christian component to it. And I'd been over there and I had liked the campus and I ended up over there and had an opportunity to finish up with school and get my undergraduate degree and also continue playing. So it was it was just an amazing journey, again, you know, as you reflect on that type of thing. Hmm. Wow. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting with uh, University of Alaska Anchorage assistant or head assistant uh, men's basketball coach, Ryan Orton. And um, Ryan, uh, wow, so that was a great journey. And so you, you get into coaching um, after you finish up there at Eastern Oregon. Was was that always in the cards for you? And can you remember the moment that 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 you that that you felt God was just showing you that coaching was what you wanted to do for your career? You, you mentioned you were thinking of, it looks like you were going to go teach and teach maybe high school and and coach that way. But what was that 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 uh, where uh, coaching became the uh, you know the sole thing that you really wanted to do? Yeah, you know I. Gosh, I really owe – I'm indebted to my, my college coach, my second college coach, um, Art Furman, who was my coach at Eastern Oregon University. Um, he was actually the one that actually planted the seed, I would say. Um, and, again, we, we talked off air about – I just I, – I, I hear constantly God speaking to me through others. And, um, you know, he planted the seed, and, and part of it was he said, you know, we bring recruits to campus, and I'm always asking you to host them. And you do a really good job with, you know, making guys feel like this is their place. And I think you'd be a good recruiter. And just was planting these small seeds as I was, you know, finishing up, you know, my career playing for him. Um, and then, believe it or not, my first two years out of college, I, I didn't get into coaching. Um, I had an opportunity to be an admissions counselor, an admissions counselor there at Eastern Oregon, and go out and sell the school to, to prospective students. And, um it was a blessing in disguise, really, because as an admissions counselor, you're recruiting students and you're selling your school. And that's really what you're doing as a, a collegiate coach is it's sales. It's, it's, it's trying to get kids to give your program and, and your institution a, a viable look. 
And so that those two years as an admissions counselor was it really kind of started that process of like, wow, I do really like doing this. And and as you know, recruiting is kind of the lifeblood at the at the college level. You know, that's you know right. get kids in that fit what you're about and what your program's about. And so after those two years, Coach Furman took me to my first Final Four, 1998, in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and just started introducing me to all of his con- on contacts, um, just networking. I mean, I spent the whole time down there just meeting people and actually had an interview down there um, that it didn't come to fruition. They ended up hiring a former player. Um, but then Steve Aggers, my, my first boss at the, at the college level, um, you know, him and Coach Furman knew each other, and I went up and interviewed, and he offered me a graduate assistant position, and um, I guess you could say the rest is history at this point in time. <laughs> wow, that's great. Well, Ryan, you know, knowing you over the years, I know that you're not just a, a coach who happens to be a Christian or happens to go to church, you know, but I know that you're a, a Christian coach. You try to integrate it. In You try to integrate what God and is saying to you and doing in you. And so tell us a little bit about your calling from God to coach. For sure. Um, I, I, I'm glad you asked that question because I, I really enjoy speaking to this, um, to that type of question. And, you know, I, I ba- I'll backtrack a little. My mom, you know, my parents are devout Catholics, and my mom always thought that I should be a priest, you know. Um, and, um, you know, I... I kind of joke with her to this day, like, you know, Mom, I am in ministry. That's that's how I look at coaching, is it's a ministry. Um, and it allows me to, yes, we're competitive, and yes, we're a results-oriented type organization. But I don't, you know, honestly, Ken, I don't think about those things day to day. I don't think about the results. I don't think about the fact that we have to win this next game or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It's it's the process and it's the, it's the ability to be able to minister to kids and get to know them as people and challenge them to become a more well-rounded person and student and player. Um, and within that, as they get to know me better and I get to know them better and more transparent questions and discussions arise, it gives me an opportunity to witness. Um, and particularly at a, at a, public school that I'm at at this point in time. You know, those things sometimes can be looked upon as not the right thing to be doing. Um, but I just, I let, I let God lead me. And it's amazing how I'm not pushing an agenda, but if our players ask me a question, a lot of times it's going to be circled back around what God has done for me or what he's doing for me. And so that's kind of how I've always looked at it. Um, is it's a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, God's continuing to grow me. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, and, and I'm, I'm just so thankful to be able to do something that to me doesn't seem like work on a day-to-day basis. Right. Well, and as you're describing that, it's, you're sharing, you're just sharing life and you're, you're sharing what, what, what makes you tick, right? You're, you're sharing, about what God is doing in your life with that. So, well, you know, as you were talking there about the opportunity to impact young people and specifically, you know, uh, in the basketball world, 
I'm just curious about some of the words of encouragement that you've been giving to your athletes there um, in Anchorage, um, you know, during this tough time, you know, uh, that we've been going through these last nine months, approaching 10 months now, I guess. Um, here we are in January of 2021. But what's some of the words of encouragement you've been giving to your athletes up there uh, at the uh, University of Alaska Anchorage? You know, it's it's one of those things that's, again, I mean, we're going to look back at this pandemic at some point and hopefully, you know, see that we actually, there were some positives to take out of it. I think one thing for me is God's put on my heart to be, to just be more intentional with our guys. Um, now it's a little bit, I, I guess I could say it's a little bit easier this particular school year because we're not playing, we're not competing. Um, we are able to practice, um, but just being more attention, intentional, um, um, asking, you know, asking guys, you know, what, just how, what moves them, what, what motivates them to get up in the morning and, and things that a lot of times during the season that I, I don't necessarily ask. It's more like, Hey, here's some things that, you know, you can be working on to help our, our team or yourself get more minutes or something like that. So that has been, that has been awesome. Um, and I think just being more bold with being able to share some of my favorite verses, um, with our guys, um, and, and just kind of what that means to me and what that looks like through my lens and, and asking them like, Hey, do you have any, you know, Bible verses or quotes that, you know, inspire you day to day? So, um, those things I think have been magnified. Maybe they, maybe we do, you know, maybe I've done them in the past, but they seem more magnified right now just because we're, we're not playing. Mm-hmm. Right. I know Ryan, uh, with, um, this month of, of, of January, uh, FCA nationally has started our, has brought out our new camp theme for this coming camp year. And, and normally, um, FCA, we, we broke that out like in May and we'd come out for the camp season, the FCA camp season around the country and around the world. And it would stay the camp theme for this summer and then the fall and then kind of got a little bit kind of dwindle and just kind of be forgotten, but it, we've kind of changed our focus. So we've come out with pursue is our camp theme taken from, uh, Timothy, second Timothy this year. And this month is pursue God's truth. And to challenge people to, and ourselves too, as staff and coaches to read God's word. And, and I was wondering, you know, for you, what, what is, what has been, um, the encouragement the Lord has given you in his word? Yeah, that's, I love that. I love that you just referenced second Timothy, cause that's one of the verses I've been using, man, just ironic. Yeah, so Second Timothy four two. You know, you, you talked about how we've been able to do some things this year. I love that. You know, that particular passage of scripture. You know, preach the word. You know, be prepared in season and out of season. Um, I love that because our kids' mind really goes to that. You know, being in season, being out of season, to correct and rebuke and encourage. I mean, those. You know, with patience. You know, and careful instruction. I mean. When I have that, when I have that verse on my mind, it really, I feel like it slows me down. Actually, it slows me down because the end of that passage, where it says "with great patience and careful instruction," those are probably two things left to my own devices, Kenny. That like, if I'm not if I'm not in constant prayer and in connection with with the Lord, that's where I start to get a little bit unraveled. 
Right. You know, I, I lose my patience. And although instruction probably is still there, it's not careful, it's not kind, it's not honest, it's more letting the fleshly part of me dictate um, how it's going to be done as opposed to the way that is going to be most effective. So right. that, that verse has been really good. The other one, the other one that's, you know, I think about all the time, probably my favorite verse in the Bible, it's probably, it, it was my first passage of Scripture that I actually memorized, is First um, Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. And for me, I'm a simple-minded guy. I need, I need, I need directives in no more than two or three. Right? I, I just I, if you start giving me directives of four or five and six things, I'm going to lose track. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as as Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, you know, he says, you know, be joyful always. That's that's a very easy directive for me. Be joyful always, and it and it prioritizes Jesus, others, yourself. You know, the the acronym for joy, and so that's a that's a directive that can be right there. Right. Um, you know, pray continually. I mean, that's, again, that's a, that's a directive that you can do no matter what time of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I find myself now, if I'm, if I'm somewhere where there, where there are people in the store, or I, I sense, I just try to pray for those people around me, you know, um, right. and be in touch with, with the Lord. And then give thanks in all circumstances. That, that's probably been the toughest one this year, because I know that as us as a coaching staff and the players, I mean, we want to compete. And so it's, what are we giving thanks for? Well, we're giving thanks for the fact that at least we get to practice. We, we, it could be worse, you know, there, it always could be worse. And so right. I just, I love that from Paul because it's just, it's three directives that I can quickly get myself reset. Wow. That's so good. Well, Ryan, boy, the time has just flown by. We are, we're out of time for today, but man, it's been so good. So good to visit with you and to hear your voice, be able to hear what God's doing in your life and, it just brings me back to times we've we've been able to visit and share at camp in the summers and um so good i, I uh so thanks for taking time today to be on heart of the athlete thanks for listening today if you are interested in getting involved with fca or would like to donate to the fca ministry you can contact us through the fca idaho website at fcaidaho.org Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice. You are-